Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are talking about Destiny Connections this month. Last week it was Progressive Connections. What a powerful teaching that we've been receiving as Builders Church. Amen. So we, we said that God has already, God has a future that he has already prepared for us. And in this destiny that God has determined for us, he will bring people that will connect with them, that those people, when we connect with them, they will be our destiny connectors. Hallelujah, be it friends, be it your spouse, uh, be it the saints in the house of the Lord. God will always bring destiny connectors, connections, so that he can be glorified. Ungulungulu agafuni for us to walk this journey with him by ourselves alone. It's very lonely in life, Bazalwane. To walk alone. So God has, in his wisdom, um, decided that I will bring you an Aaron as a Moses. That when you guys connect, destinies will be fulfilled. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So God has ordained not just any friends, but a specific friend in your life who is your destiny connector, who will help you achieve your destiny and vice versa. It means that you will sharpen each other and God will bring you a spouse who will help you understand things differently and understand and connect with them in such a way that the destiny that God has given you guys is fulfilled. And thirdly, Ungulungulu will bring brethren. This one, I love it so much because it speaks about us as the church, corporately, where God connects us. And when we connect, we connect, and we become a family. We connect, we do business together, we connect. Others find love in the house of the Lord. Others, you know, talents, we get to, to experience them. Hallelujah, Bazalwane. We, we get celebrated. We can come as couples connect and sharpen one another. We can come as gents, as ladies, and connect. Amen. As singles, we come and we connect. And God has placed these relationships deliberately. Amen. So, never walk alone. Never walk this journey of life alone. You see, the most, the saddest thing in life is to have success and good success and not have anybody to share with. And not have anybody to say, I, God has just blessed me with so much. Amen, Bazolan. So we need 
people that when we connect with them, they will help us to reach our destinies. Amen. So this morning we are talking about covenant connections. Covenant connections. What is a covenant? A covenant is an agreement between two parties. The word of the Lord declares that God is a God of covenants. He is the covenant-making God, covenant-keeping God, covenant-revealing God, and covenant-enabling God. Amen, Bazalwan. So there are three things that constitute a covenant. It is the word of the covenant. It is the blood, and it is the seal. What do I mean by that? The words that are spoken in the agreement. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. The blood of Jesus speaks about the price that has to be paid for the covenant to be established and the seal of the covenant. First Samuel chapter number 18, verse 1 to 5. Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, to Saul the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. So Saul took him, so Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to, the, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. So David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely. And Saul set him over men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servant. Servants. Amen. So, covenant connections are deep relationships. Amen. They are not superficial. So when you talk about two people who are married, they, that is the highest level of a covenant as far as God is concerned when it comes to marriage. And, you know, that is why the violation of that covenant, God takes it very seriously. So these connections that we talk about, Bazalwane, they are deep, you know, in terms of how you relate to other people. You don't meet somebody today and tomorrow they are your deep covenant relationship. You are in a deep covenant relationship with them, I mean. These type of relationships are not only orchestrated by God, but we have to work on them because they are dependent on trust, on loyalty. They are dependent on faithfulness, on honor. 
Amen. This is when you don't only connect with people, but as we have read that Jonathan and David connected with their soul. So this is where you are knit together in the level of your human soul. Amen. Amen. So this is why we cannot gamble with the words that we speak or things that we do when we are involved in those relationships. We have to be careful what we say, how we say it, and when we say it, and what we say. Amen. Amen. So, do not rush to declare anyone or any relationship as a covenant deep relationship, Bazalwan. Because it takes trust. People will make sure that you are relating to that person at the same level. Because we can see here that Jonathan and David, in their relationship, they were in the same level. So that is why they are able to enter into this covenant. Amen, Basalwan. So it's important that you understand to say, this friend of mine that I call a dear friend, are they truly in the same level? Do they love me in the same measure? Are they committed to this marriage the same way that I am committed? Amen. Amen. So not anyone at work is your covenant friend. Not everyone that you meet, even in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. This relationship, the hand of God has to be in them. And you, you may ask, why must we bother about these relationships? Why, you know, why can't I just be by myself? It's because God, not only does he use one person, he uses people. So here, he is using Jonathan. So that Jonathan was Saul's son, and Jonathan helps David. He protects David from his own father. Because why? He had entered into a covenant with David. So he typifies the highest level of friendship. It's beyond words. It's beyond, you know what I mean? He's there for David. That is why their connection, Barcelona, it is spiritual. They connect as brothers, but they connect in their soul. So, they connected emotionally, mentally, and, in, and they connected as well in terms of their aspirations. So it's important to check how we connect with, with our friends, with our family. Because covenant relationships will influence our emotions, our thoughts, and our desires. We must choose the people that we let close in our lives very carefully. Because they influence our thought patterns. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. 
The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. So for you to reach the destiny that God has for you, you need to be intentional about these relationships. Even at work, don't be too quick to open yourself up. I know at work we work with every different type of people. And as much as we love our colleagues and we must respect them, but they are not your covenant relationships. There are things that you can say. There are things that you can't say. Amen, Bazoran. They are your colleague. They are not your friend. You met them through work. So you can't be there, you know, allowing them to be your psychiatrist or your psychologist and declaring things that you are not supposed to be saying to them. Amen. Because when it backfires, it's going to break your soul. Amen. And when we have these relationships, Bazalwane, we must be men and women of honor. We must understand that this is a deep covenant relationship. Whatever that our friends or our spouse, they share with us, that is confidential. It must remain with us until the day we go to the grave. Amen, Basalwan. Be a Jonathan. Be a Jonathan. In such a way, if something happens, Bazalwan, that the seal of the covenant between you and your friend is broken, you will not use what they told you in confidence against them. You remain faithful and true to the covenant and to God. Remember, we are faithful to God than to men. Because sometimes Unkulunkulu sees how we react. I had a friend of mine that I had known for years, you know, and we started our careers together. And as far as I was concerned, you know, we were in a covenant relationship until we started a business together. Somebody say amen. amen. Until when money came. And over the years, you know, there are things that he confirmed. Like, he spoke to me deep things from his childhood, his marriage, you know, his marital affairs. Things were not going well. It was very, he told me things that were, were very confidential because why? He trusted, you know, the covenant relationship that we had. It was not shallow, it was deep. But when we had to go our separate ways in business because I realized that I cannot trust him, my level of understanding. So I thought we were in the same level in this relationship, only to discover that we are not. Amen, Basalwan. So me understanding that, you know, sometimes you must let go of relationships that God is trying to kill. So when we went our separate ways, though I was heartbroken, though I was hurt, until today, I have never spoken to anybody about the things that he shared with me when we were connecting at this level. Because I understood that he was speaking these words and sharing with me because we are in a covenant together. Amen, Bazolan. So, Proverbs 22, verse 24. 
Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. So the Bible says, do not become friends with an angry man. Because why? They will influence us. Because when we connect, we are connecting emotionally with them. We are connecting spiritually. So the Bible says, do not become friends. Because anger is an emotion that happens in our soul. And in our soul, it's where we connect. So the Bible says we must not connect with anybody who is emotionally unstable or it will affect us. Amen, Bazolan. So the people that we spend time with, they influence us one way or the other. You know that sometimes you end up speaking and sounding like your friend because there's something that we call impartation. As you spend time together, there is an impartation that is taking place. So that is why when I'm here at Builders Church and we're here, you see us, we, sometimes we sound like our spiritual parents, our lead pastors. The way that we preach, the way that we share, because there is an influence in the relationship. There is impartation that is taking place. And the Bible says, clear, do not become friends with an angry man. Do not become friends with an angry man. Because why? They will influence us. You'll find yourself angry at your spouse because they were angry at their spouse. Somebody who's always negative. Things are not working out. Things are bad. People that are always complaining. Be careful of those type of relationships. Amen. So covenant connections are soul ties that are meant to build and set us up for our destinies. Therefore, they must be godly and healthy. If not, they will destroy our lives and sabotage our destinies. So it is a soul tie. It's a subject for another day. Another day. They are meant to build us, to set us up. So Unkulunkulu will always use people. And God will always use the right people. So it's important for us that, you know, we are careful, as I was saying earlier, how we connect. Because it's not just a relationship. I know it seems, it seems you are just friends. No. Yes, you are friends, but it has a potential to influence your destiny, either positively or negatively. So it is a soul tie. You are tied to this person that you are connecting with. Amen, Basolwan. And if we connect with them incorrectly, it will sabotage us. It will delay us. Have you ever seen somebody who was well-behaved when we were growing up, you know? Well-kept, you know, until they went to varsity. Until they started a job. Because why? When they got to that level, they allowed people to influence them. Hallelujah, Basolwan. So their destinies were sabotaged. 
because of whom or who they connected with. So according to an article from Emily Lawrence in Forbes.com, she says, have you ever met somebody and instantly felt a deep emotional connection? If so, it's possible you've, you've experienced what some people believe is a soul tie connection. The phrase soul tie refers to a relationship that encompasses a deep, meaningful attachment between two people. This could include romantic, friendly, or even, fa- or, or even family connection. You know, experts note that healthy soul ties may have a positive impact on your mental health and come with a certain level of support. While unhealthy soul ties can be harmful, creating issues such as core dependency. Amen, Basalwan. So it's more than just a friendship. It's more than just a relationship. It's more than just a colleague. It's more than just a church member. It's a soul tie. It's more than just a relationship. It's more than just dating, Basalwan. It's more than just dating. It's more than just spending time with that particular person. So why do we need to be careful is because these ungodly connections will destroy our souls. They will destroy our souls. So we must, be, we must not build ungodly relationships because they will destroy our souls. So God gave us, God saved our souls and he redeemed them from the hands of the enemy. So we must not expose them to any danger through relationships. So the soul of the man, Bazolan, is expensive and Christ paid the highest price for us to be redeemed. So if there's one thing that we need to guard, as children of God, is our souls. It is our souls. So the Bible says we must find balance with regards to connecting to believers and unbelievers. Amen. We must find balance. So there are conversations at work, Namajida, or your friends, that you cannot be part of that you need to walk away from them. Hallelujah, Bazolan. So there are conversations that are very simple. You know what I mean? You walk away from them because you realize that, you know what, I cannot be part of this. There are simple conversations like when they start talking negatively about your boss. Whether it is true, but as a child of God, you cannot be part of that conversation. Whether it is true that your boss is mean, does not care, he does not love you, as a child of God, you can't be part of that conversation. In fact, I believe that as children of God, we are not even supposed to be, my personal opinion, part of a union. Amen. Because... 
our promotion does not come from the east or from the west. It comes from the Lord. Our job is to remain faithful and to serve. Somehow, at some point, your boss will recognize you. Because when that happens, it gives God glory. Because it had nothing to do with you. At some point, they will see the good work that you are doing. They might not know how to express and to show you that they appreciate you. But God being God, and God has the heart of kings in his hand, he can turn them towards you. You can be favored by God. As we are talking about David, David was the last born. He was the eighth son of Jesse. Amen, Basalwan. But God singled him out in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Because why? There was a destiny that was at hand. God needed to deal with the Goliath. For the sake of his children, God singled him out. Amen, Bazalwan. It's okay, you can belong to a union, Bazalwan. Amen. <laughs> if you want to. So, in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 5, verse 9, my goodness me. I wrote to you in my, in, my, in, my, in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Verse 10. Yet I certainly did not mean with, with the sexually immoral people of this world or with, or with the Covetous, or the extortioners, idolaters, since then you would need to go out of this world. Let me increase my font, amen? The golden oldies in Benoni recruited me, so. Verse 11. But now I have written to you not to keep company with any one named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortion uh, an extortioner not even to eat with such people hallelujah Barcelona. so god is very clear in his word he says as a child of God, these things affect how you connect with people. Not only will they influence you, but they will destroy and tamper with your destiny. God says, do not be friends with people who are sexually immoral. Amen. Amen. Do not become friends with an adultery. What it means, it means somebody who is married but has external marital affairs. 
So the Bible says, do not become friends with them because they might influence you. And the word of God, Pastor is very clear that every sin that man commits is outside of his body. But the sexual sin affects us internally. So that is why the Bible says, stay away from such people. Stay away from such friends. If there's one thing that tempers with the covenant and God of the marriage covenant and, and Jesus only gave it as a reason that, you know, you can separate with your spouse, it is when that covenant is, viola- is violated. It's when somebody commits adultery. That's the only reason that Jesus gave that you can separate with the spouse. Other than that, he said it was not like this from the beginning. He said Moses allowed people to separate and break the seal because of the hardness of their hearts. Amen, Bazalwan. Because people refused to find solution in marriage, to work together. So Moses being Moses, Amen, Bazalwan decided that it's okay. And Jesus says, the only time I give you permission that you can leave your spouse, it's when this thing happens in your marriage. So that is why the Bible says, do not become friends with such people. It says, Bazalwane, don't become friends with somebody who's covetous. Somebody who always wants what you have. People who can't be genuinely happy for you and celebrate your success and celebrate your achievements. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. It's hard because we live in the world that is influenced by what people see. So people want to be ahead. So when somebody that you call a friend, they want to be better than you. They don't compliment you. Amen. But this is a, that's an ungodly connection. If you, if, if you can't be celebrated, Bazalwane, find new friends. If your family can't celebrate your success, stay away for a while and pray for them. Hallelujah, Bazalwane. Because all of us, we want friends who will not only support us, be there for us, but who will celebrate our breakthroughs. Amen, Amen Bazalwan. And here he says as well, you know, an idolater. But I want to speak about a reviler. People who use words, hallelujah, Bazalan, in a manner that they don't check the type of words that they use. They speak. Whether it's vulgar, whether it's explicit language, they don't care. In my walk with God, there are people that I love who are not safe, like comedians. But I have to intentionally stop listening to certain comedians though their content is funny, is because of the language that they are using. It does not 
sit well with my soul because after that I am left feeling somehow. Amen, Bazalwan. And the Bible says, do not eat with such people. Do not sit with them. Do not spend time with them. Verse 12. For what, for what have I, I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? Verse 13. But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourself the evil, put away from yourself the evil person. So deep connections become covenantal and they, when they are ungodly, they destroy our souls. So there are people who are, who are on a rampage of destroying their own souls and they want to take us on that rampage as well. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. So the Bible says in Proverbs 7, verse 632, Whosoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. Lacks understanding. The Bible says you lack understanding. It means you do not know what is at stake. You do not know that the, the compromise that you are making. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. The Bible says you lack understanding. It means it has not been revealed to you. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Once it has been revealed to you and you know what's at stake, Bazalwan, you will look the other way. Joseph knew what was at stake and he ran for his life, Bazalwan. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, even in the church, such things are no longer spoken about. We see it on TV, leaders in the body of Christ, hallelujah, Bazalwan, who have accepted that this is normal. And this morning, the word of the Lord still is still relevant. It says we lack understanding. And what that, what, what that means is that you do not, you are tempering with your destiny, Joseph. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Potiphar's wife is just there. He's just where God is taking you to become the prince of Egypt. Do not tamper with that just because of what you've been offered this thing. Hallelujah. Know who you are in God. Know your calling. Know what at stake with your destiny. Hallelujah. There is a nation that God is after. There is a nation that God is after. God is after something. It's not about you, Barcelona. We said that these covenant relationships, they do not connect you to your present, but to your future. Don't be short-sighted, Barcelona. Hallelujah. Don't be short-sighted. Don't be short-sighted. Don't be short-sighted. This thing is the same. Hallelujah. With your spouse. With your spouse. Focus on your spouse. It's the same thing. It's the same pleasure with your spouse. It's the same outcome. Do not lack understanding because why? God is looking for a vessel. God is looking for a Joseph. God puts you in that situation to see, will you run? Will you run? Will you look the other way? Can I use you? Are you available? Hallelujah. Because the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro. God neither sleeps or slumber. You can do it in the hidden place. Hallelujah. But it, it, it will destroy our soul. It will destroy your soul. It will destroy my soul. It will destroy us, Barcelona. It will leave you uh, miserable. I don't know what's the rule, but I don't know what's the rule. 
Verse 1. It says, stay away. This sin, God. It says, stay away. I know it's, it's common. I know we are exposed to it. It's on TV. It's everywhere. Everybody's doing it. But they lack understanding. They lack understanding. They lack understanding. I would rather be a prince in Egypt. I would rather be a prince in Egypt. I would, I would rather be the governor in Egypt like Joseph. Hallelujah, Basalwan. The Bible says Pharaoh set him up. He said, you will rule every, over everybody except for me. But even he himself, Pharaoh, Joseph, I believe, ruled over him. Because he came to Joseph for wisdom. It was Joseph who prophesied the years, the seven years of plenty and the seven years of lack. It was Joseph who came up with the economic system to make the country prosperous. It was not Pharaoh. Pharaoh reported to Joseph because Pharaoh came to Joseph for advice and Joseph gave it to him. Why you lack understanding? The Bible says because you are destroying he who does so destroys his own soul. Ephesians 5 verse 3. But fornicators and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints. For, ni for neither filthiness nor foolishness, nor foolish talking, nor cause chatting, just chatting, which are not fitting, but rather, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, no covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers of them. For you were once, for you were once darkness, but you are now, you, you are light in the, in the Lord. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And I have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it, for it is shameful even to speak of these things which are done by them in secret. As you can see, the word of the Lord here, there is more at stake, Barcelona. We have more to lose by getting involved in these things, Barcelona. Because these things will change the course of our destiny. They will take us on a down on on a on 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 on, on a rampage, on a downward spiral that it will take years for us to come out of that. Hallelujah, Barcelona. And we all know, and you know, it is always said, you know, it's easy to put on weight. 
You know, it's easy. We eat, we eat. But, you know, to lose weight, it's never easy. You know, people like saying, with, you know, they, they, they exemplify that with, you know, with a demon. When an unclean spirit enters you, it's very easy. But for that unspirit to be, for that unclean spirit to be cast out, Basalwane, it's never easy. Amen, Basalwane. So understand what the word of the Lord here is saying with ungodly souls, ungodly connections that destroy our souls. The Bible says we must stay away from them, Basalwane. We must look foolish to the world. We must look stupid to the world. Hallelujah, Basalwane. You are a husband on one wife. You are committed to your wife. You arrived at home always on time. You spend your time with your spouse, with your love. You love your wife, Basalwane. It looks foolish to the world, but not to God. Hallelujah. But I would rather fear the Lord than men. I would rather have the word of the Lord Basalwane, be fulfilled in my life than with men. Hallelujah, Basalwane. I am here and I'm standing here with you. And I can tell you that, you know, I am a husband of one wife. For the past 12 years, I have been committed to my wife and my wife alone. Amen, Basalwane. Because... I know the covenant. I know the terms. You see, you see, don't break the terms and conditions of God's covenant, Basalwai. The Bible here says the wrath of God will come upon those, Basalwai. Amen. Will come upon those. The wrath of God will come upon those. Amen. So there is a covenant exchange that we see that is taking place here that happens between David and Jonathan. Jonathan takes off his royal robe and he gives it to David as a sign of commitment to this friendship. Amen, Basolan. As a sign of favor and as a sign that I will honor you as my friend. In the, in the message translation, it says, Jonathan, out of his deep love for David, deep love for David, made a covenant with him. He formalized it. Hallelujah, Basalwan. He formalized it with a solemn gift, his own real robe and weapons, armor, sword, bow, and the belt. So the rope that David gave, that Jonathan gave to David, it speaks about his commitment, his honor, hallelujah, to their covenant. He stripped himself. He stripped himself the office that he occupied as as a child of a king. He was saying, I will not relate with you on the basis of my royal position but on the basis of my love for you, my commitment to my relationship. Hallelujah, Basalwane. So Jonathan did not look at the social status of David. Amen, Basalwane. He didn't see himself. He didn't say, because you don't have money, I have money, then, we, then you know, we, ca- we can be friends. He didn't look at what people look at. Hallelujah, Basalwane. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, today in our society, in the world, we become friends because of what we have. Yeah. The schools that we went to, 
Hallelujah. The type of education that we have, we look on the outside and we connect with people based on what they have and what they do not have. Amen, Bazan. So it's very shallow, that connection. It will not take you anywhere because as soon as, you know, those positions are tempered with, you know, you will see who's your genuine, who's your true friend. Because the Bible says when the storm comes, so here in life, the storm will come. The positions will be tested. Amen, Bazan. At some point in your life with God, in your work with God, I don't know why God does this, but God, Bazalwani, hallelujah. We am sugela uchob. As like the man was doing everything right in his sight. And God says to the enemy, Have you seen my servant Job? And the enemy says to him, Yeah, I have, but you've got a hedge around him. And God says to the enemy, You can take away everything except for his soul. The soul. Because why? God says you must not touch his soul. And everything else, Barcelona, was tempered with around Job. So in our walk with God, at some point, things are not going to go well. Things are not going to go well. At some point, things are not going to go well. Make peace with it now. I am not prophesying doom in your life. Or bad things. At some point, you know what I mean? That is why you need true destiny connectors. People, when things are not going well, they will pull you up in your business. They will tell you, no, you will make it. You will make it. Hallelujah. So destiny connectors, you know, when there's this covenant exchange, people are not afraid to take off their robe, take their money, and give to you, say, go start another business. Because they understand that we are not connecting. It's a soul thing that is connecting us. It's a destiny. I believe what God is doing in your life and, and vice versa. Yeah. So it's not fake. It's not deep fake. Because these relationships can be deep fake. Amen. So he stripped himself of his royal apparel and he covered his friend. He covered David with it. And also he gave him his armor. So what he was saying here, he didn't he didn't have to protect himself from David. So he took his armor to say, I am letting my God down. As far as our relationship is concerned. Because why? He takes his armor and he gives it to David. So a covenant relationship, it must be a safe place. Where we don't have to protect ourselves from the other party. So in marriage, if you have to protect yourself from the other party, attend the next marriage <laughs> seminar. Amen, Bazalan. One chapter will deal with that. So in this relationship, where you have to protect yourself, you have to guard what you say. You have to be careful with your words. Uh-uh. Find another one. That one is not the one. Hallelujah, Bazalan. That's not a confidant. That's a comrade. That's not a confidant. That's a, a, consti- a constituent. What's the word? Yes. 
So he let his gut, his gut down. So in this covenant relationship, we have to let our gut down. You know, expose ourselves to the people that God has, connect, has connected us with. So that they can speak into our lives. So that they can correct us. Amen. So he also gave him his weapons. And when he gave him the weapons, what Jonathan was saying here, he was saying, I will not attack you. So if anything happens, I would rather support you. Or I will support you, encourage you, and protect you with this. So he gave him the sword, which is the word of the Lord. We need friends who know the word of the Lord, Bazalwan. Who know the word of the Lord. Who will encourage us with the word of the Lord. Amen, Bazalwan. It's good to be motivated. It's good to, but sometimes we need the word of the Lord. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the word of the Lord. In the word of the Lord, we are strengthened. So the sword that he gave, it speaks about the word of the Lord. I need friends who know the word of the Lord more than I do. Who preach better than I do. Who read books better than I do. Who are ahead of me. Hallelujah, Basalwan. Sometimes in life, hang around with actually find people who are better than you. Amen. Because people who are better than you, people who are successful, they are not jealous of your success. They are very open, Mazarin. I've had the privilege and I've been exposed to people who have some money and others have serious money. Amen. Amen. The ones who have serious money don't care about anything. It's something that blows me away. They don't care about the clothes. They don't care about cars they don't care about but they've tapped into another level of caring about transforming other people's lives because why they've realized that my destiny my destiny is to change other people's lives amen because remember that when joseph ascended on the throne he remembered his brothers he remembered it, it it didn't matter to him what they did to him. That is why he says what the enemy meant for evil. God tended for good. He remembered. Amen, Basalwan. But in today's world, yay, they will deal with you. He also gave him the belt. Which speaks about the truth. Amen, Basalwan. And it also speaks about support. We need friends who are truthful who will tell us the truth even it makes us uncomfortable. Who tell you, no, I like the way you were speaking there, but, and we must be mature enough to receive it as a correction and not take offense. Hallelujah, Basalwan. And friends who will support us. Who will support us. Mfundis said, Something so profound the other day. He said, you know, talking about this, that he, you know, we, we don't borrow people money, yeah. especially who are not your, your friends. Yeah. Then he said, you don't borrow your friends money. 
the ones that you claim to be your friends, you actually give them money. Because you are not expecting them to pay you back. Because them not paying you back will not affect your relationship. Because you understand your connection with them. So when they came for help, when you gave them the money, you are not expecting it in return. If they bring it back, fine. If they don't, the relationship continues. Amen, Bazalwan. That's a very tough one too. To Salo. And you also gave him the bow, which speaks about judgment, which gives you permission to judge me. Not to condemn, but to correct when I'm wrong. Amen. As we close, can we be on our feet? So what's the aim of this covenant connection? So covenant connections are not for today, but they are for the future, even for the next generation. They are to leave behind legacies that will preserve or rescue the next generation. So this relationship between Jonathan and David, it looks as if it's about them, but it's not about them. Let me show you. So God is the, is the father, he says in his word, he's the father of the fatherless, husband to the widow. To the widows. In other words, he protects the weak and the vulnerable. And one of the major tools he uses is covenant relationship. So years later, after Jonathan had died, David has now ascended into the king, not only over Judah, but over the nation of Israel. So Jonathan protects David. He does all these things, Bazalwane, as you read in, in 2 Samuel, as you continue, he does amazing things to keep this covenant relationship with David, to make it work, to protect him, his best friend, from his own father, who was a king. You know what I mean? To cause Saul to disown Jonathan because of his love for David. Now when David, Bazalwane, hallelujah, becomes king, and years later, in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 9, from verse 1. Amen. David says these words. Says these words. He says, is there anybody from the house of Saul that I may show kindness to for the sake of Jonathan? So this covenant relationship, Basalwan, between Jonathan and David is now affecting Jonathan's son. Remember that Saul violated a covenant and he killed the Gibeonites who had a covenant with Joshua even though they deceived Joshua. And here comes Saul and he goes to war with the Gibeonites. Amen, Basalwan. And now, you know what I mean? Now, the Saul's sons and everybody around Saul, they were killed. And their land was taken away. Here comes David. Bazalwan. There is no body left from the house of Saul. And David asked a question. Is there? Is there anybody? For the sake of Jonathan, Bazalwan. Is there anybody? If something will happen to me and you. 
is there anybody who can think about my children in that level when I am not around? Because of the deep covenant that I entered to with them. Do I have friends if something would happen to me who will pay for my children's school? Who will be a father to them? The way amongst my group of friends is there a Jonathan? Is there a David Basalan? If something would happen to you, do you have people who will not plunder the resources that God gave you, but who will say, who will manage them on behalf of your children so that the lifestyle that God gave to your children through you will be maintained? They will never feel that you are not around. The Bible says, there was a man, they said to, to David, there is a man, there is a man somewhere, and he has no feet. And David says, bring them to me so that I can show kindness to him. And this is what David says, Bazaran. He says to, he says to him, he says to him, he says to him, he says to, he says this to him. He says, I will restore to you all the land that Saul had. So all the land, the men had no feet. Jonathan's son, they found he had no feet. But here's David. He is restoring because of a deep covenant connection, Basalwan. May we have relationships that are based on true and genuine connection. May we be intentional of building relationships, Basalwan. This week, do this assignment. Are the people around you truly your friends? Do you engage with deep connection with them? When you don't treat your wife right, can they correct you? When you speak in front of them with your wife, are they allowed to say, don't speak to your wife like that, my friend? Can they, do, we, do we have or around us we have yes men and yes women? Hallelujah, Basalwan. Those type of relationships will never build us. They just elevate our ego. They just make us feel important. And we missed our destiny. And we missed that which God has in store for us. Hallelujah, Bazalwan. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.